Real quick, if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Yes, it it really is pretty easy. And it's free. That's the bonus. That's why I have the app, because it's free. Uh, It also has certain tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. I use my iPhone. It's really iPhone friendly. I know a lot of apps aren't really iPhone friendly, but this one actually is. I mean, it's pretty simple to use. Uh, Anchor will also distribute all your podcasts for you. So anywhere that has podcasts and it'll be open, Anchor will send it for you. You don't have to try to submit at different places. One click and boom, it's there. And you can, the most important, I mean, you can make money from it with your podcast. I mean, you just pump it out. And once it starts to get traction, you start making some money. It's pretty cool. And Anchor will do all that for you again. It will show you everything through the app. And it's really everything you need to make a podcast in one place. You don't really need a bunch of different uh, shit to try to get it going. You just download the app, hit record, uh, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. I mean, Graveyard Grumbler uses it, so it must be good. All right. Thank you for listening. Is everybody in? Graveyard Grumbler Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 13 of the Graveyard Grumbler Podcast. I'm your host, Tino Romero Jr., a.k.a. the Graveyard Grumbler. Today's episode is about possessions, demonic possessions at that. What an excellent day for an exorcism. So the actual definition given about demonic possession is possession demonic possession involves the belief that an evil spirit demon or entity controls a person's actions these who believing themselves so possessed commonly claim that symptoms of demonic possession include missing memories perceptual distortions loss of sense of control and hypersuggestibility no i'm not saying that if you start having memory lapse or you have a loss of sense of control that you're possessed Although I am not a priest and I can't, so therefore I can't say that you are not possessed. Again, I'm not a priest, so I can't make it, make that judgment call. That's up to you and whoever you decide to go check out to see if these symptoms are legit or not. So when I was doing this, which this is one of my most favorite topics ever is demonic possession although it kind of freaks me out a little bit i'm not gonna lie but i mean why wouldn't it freak anybody out you're talking about being possessed by fucking demons and entities and probably the devil itself i i just it's kind of creepy i mean it makes my my skin crawl and has me looking over my shoulder while i'm making this podcast right here in my little studio but hey i truck on for you guys so you can enjoy what i put out hopefully so a lot of people are wondering Well, I was when I started reading this. How do people get possessed? Signs and symptoms. Well, let me share how you can get possessed. So possession doesn't have a type. You can be young, old, a believer or atheist, Christian or other religions. And when I read that, I was like, motherfucker, why why do why do atheists get possessed? We don't even believe in this shit. But fortunately, that's a sin if you don't believe in God and you that's a punishment is you'll get possessed by the devil or one of his homies. I understand why Christians and other religions, especially the really hyper religious people who, I mean, it, it seems like they almost invite the, the demon inside and then by being so overly religious, you know, grow, growing up Catholic, I'm not, I'm not saying that, you know, it's only 
isolated to one religion or whatever. But growing up Catholic, I remember my one of my mom's biggest fears was that we were going to get the devil in us or get possessed by a demon. And I mentioned in my, I think it was my paranormal podcast episode about there was a, a family member that was possessed by a demon and I wanted to go check it out, but I wasn't allowed to for the fear of it being transferred over to me. And, and I can understand wholeheartedly how my mom wanted to protect everybody from being possessed by the demon. But growing up Catholic, you're always talked about, oh, you're acting this way because you're possessed by a demon and all this. And, you know, obviously they have uh, certain beliefs and, and understandings why they feel this way. So, I, I mean, now that I'm older, I kind of understand what the whole reason for it is. But, you know, as a kid, you think it's far-fetched and crazy that they're even talking about being possessed by demons and everything. But so, you know, so I started reading about this whole demonic possession and how it all goes, you know, and like I said, possession doesn't have a type. You can be anything. It, it, being possessed does not discriminate, which is kind of cool, you know, since we are in the whole everyone's accepted type deal nowadays in 2020. So it makes sense why they don't segregate or discriminate. That's kind of fucked up if a demon fucking discriminates on who's going to possess or not. Fucking asshole demons. So if you're worried about being possessed, it's real easy not to be possessed, obviously. So the whole thing is don't be a shithead. Don't play with Ouija boards. Don't invite demons in. And don't, well, one of the things is don't sin, which... <laughs> 100% of America is fucked because everybody sins one way or the other. You know, according to Bible, everyone sins in some shape, way, or form. But it depends on the severity on how bad the the possession is going to go. Or, not possession, but how susceptible you are to being possessed, you know. So, here are other ways that people get possessed. You know, diabolical vexation, they are caused by a person's habits by frequenting wizards, witches, seance, seances, though repeated and persistent serious sins, or by submitting to spells. Remember, I mentioned on my occult, my occult uh, episode that witches and seances and all that shit. Well, that goes along with the fucking tarot card reading, apparently, that you start opening up vessels and realms and dimensions that offer that say that hey come on in i'm here talking to a witch so why not possess me with some demons you know even though that i did mention that the occult is completely different from god and and satan however they the demons don't again they don't discriminate like say like, oh this person is talking to a witch from the occult. I can't possess their customer because they're here talking to an occultist. They're not here for religious purposes. No, no, they don't believe in that shit. What happens is you open it up, you play with shit that you shouldn't be playing with, and you end up getting possessed. And that's kind of fucking crazy because people openly talk to other realms quite frequently. That's why they're still possessions. I mean, you would probably, as a company not want to keep making Ouija fucking boards that way people can stop being possessed and getting fucked up by demons all the time I mean if the, if the if the Ouija board is known for opening evil and inviting it in why why would they still make Ouija boards that's one of the sure ways for you to be possessed haunted and pretty much tortured by 
the evil by playing with the fucking Ouija board. So why would you continue playing with the Ouija board when you know the outcome? I want to talk to my tia. I want to talk to my mama Santos. So I got a Ouija board. Mijo, go get me the Ouija board. Fuck that. Why in the hell would you get a Ouija board? And the thing is that you have to follow the rules. Apparently I've never, maybe I'll do a, a podcast episode on the Ouija board. Maybe not. I don't know. Fucking Ouija boards kind of freak me out a little bit. So I, I'm, that's kind of up in the air. But if, if you don't follow the rules and there's plenty of movies, there's plenty of, of stories and encounters that openly share the negative of Ouija boards, but people go and play with them anyway. So I don't know. At that point, you get what you deserve. I Ouija boards aren't allowed in my house at all. Although I love the evil and the occult and all that shit. They are not allowed in my house. Absolutely not. So. If you want to minimize your chances of being possessed, don't go looking for wizards, witches, and don't do fucking seances. Seances open up realms, I'm telling you guys. And there's apparently you can be by a by a um, witchcraft voodoo doctor or lady or person, period, that can put spells on you that can set you up for possession. So don't go piss anybody off that believes in that shit or has the power to dive and dwell into the unknown and the black. You know, it doesn't make any sense for for you to fuck with people who believe in that. Because what if that small point, that small chance that that shit is actually true? You don't want to be fucked up for something like that, you know? So, so I kept reading, and vexations apparently are an actual aggression, physical or psychological attacks that the demon works against a person at times they result in scratches, burns, bruises, or in the most serious causes, broken bones. So what we see on TV when you have these, these poor bastards that are suffering from being possessed, they're getting fucked up, all contorted, and their bones broke, uh, getting broken and completely, com- just completely obliterated from the inside out by the demon. Which the demon's purpose, by the way, is not to live on in that person's life. Body. That the main purpose for the possession is to kill the host, is to kill the person and take as many people down with him as they can. So here are some signs and symptoms of possession. Cannot control themselves. The demon can control your body. It can make you speak or stay mute. So basically at, at that point, I'm understanding that as that's like the teenage portion of possession. You know, when teenagers smart off or they just don't want to talk to you and you just kind of want to clean their clock with a right hook to the chin. I'm thinking that that poor, that symptom is the teenage symptom. So we'll just call it the teenager symptom because they can't control it. They can't control their body and they can't control their words that come out of their mouth. So that's when you have the violent uh, demon that's over here. Fuck you. And I hate you and all that other shit. So according to uh, the demonologist who, that I looked up on their website, that is one of the, the symptoms or excuse me, one of the, yeah, one of the symptoms of the possession is that they can't control themselves. So just odd movements and, unable to control what they say, whether it be uh, vocally or mute. They just can't control that. They want to speak, but unfortunately they're just not able to. 
another symptom is new personality. The victim becomes a different person. So what that means is if someone who is generally sweet, outgoing and helping that it's a complete opposite, a real isolated, rude, disrespectful kind of kind of ordeal, maybe teenage personality part two from the first symptom that I read off. And what that happens is they just start becoming a complete different person. So if someone, it's just opposite. So if someone who is typically rude and shitty and stuff, then they'll become one of the nicest person people that you've ever met and talked to, which don't be fooled. That might be a sign of possession. You just don't realize it because no one thinks about being hand in hand with possession and people's mood changes and swings. And that, a side note that that makes it really difficult for priest and other exorcist experts that they can't determine if it's a mental health issue or if it is an actual possession in of some sort. So it's really hard, you know, from what I was reading was that if a doctor mistakens it as a mental health issue and they get slammed with all these medications and so it's really difficult, even though the, the symptoms persist or keep going, they can't tell because now they have all these medications uh, masking the actual possession. So that that kind of sucks. So be careful on that. You know, I mean, granted, thankfully, a lot of possessions aren't common nowadays and mental health is a big issue right now. Please, if you do suffer from any mental health issues or symptoms and you're just you know afraid of what's going on just go get checked out it's, it's better to be safe than sorry back to the symptoms so a different voice most of the time the victim will speak in a different tone and style of voice so if you speak in a certain tone or let's say we'll take for a young lady for example if she has a real soft sweet voice then it starts becoming more husky ragged scratchier deep and and guttural than Chances are that sweet little gal is fucking possessed. Now, when if you can't get a priest to go help you possess, what do you do? You take it out back like old yeller and shoot it or do you quarantine it? I mean, how do you how do you handle shit that you're not aware of? I mean, I, it, it's kind of curious if. OK, so worst case scenario, say that somebody that, you know, gets possessed, you're unable to get a priest from the Vatican or a priest period to come evaluate and investigate your signs and symptoms again do you take it out back like old yeller for those of you who haven't read that book they shoot the dog because the dog has rabies spoiler alert but i mean do you quarantine it if so for how long i don't know that that's that's one of those things that is to be determined under each case scenario it's, it's crazy to think that just if you can imagine the you walk up to your your wife or your husband who has a soft type voice and you say, Hey babe, snooky poo. What are you doing this morning? Would you like some brekkie? And then we'll take the wife for example. Yes, I would like some pancakes. What do you do? Do you give the pancakes? Do you ask for an old priest and a young priest? Do you kick them in the jaw because at that point they're probably not your spouse anymore what would you do me personally if that was my lovely beautiful wife i would restrain her and because I mean, we already have the ties ready so we just restrain but not for possession 
uh, then I would probably contact a demonologist or a priest immediately. Call both of them. That way somebody can come out here and fucking help me. So if you have someone who speaks a certain way all the way all the time, and then they start speaking in just totally different styles and tones, chances are they're heading towards possession. Now, all these symptoms can be all at once. They can be over time, or they can be in just a matter of days. It just depends on how severe and how quickly the entity would like to take over the the body, which was shitty, you know, because you may think that they're just playing around with something. So another symptom is supernatural knowledge. So the victim will know details of certain religious historical people that they previously did not know. Now, this one was kind of trippy to me when I was reading it. So supernatural knowledge. So basically what it's saying is that the possessed will start being able to name events in history, religious history that no one, no one, no one can even tell you that without reading about the books or being a scholar in, in religious history or anything like that. And when they start telling about certain miracles or certain details of supernatural abilities back before the time, before the dawn of time, then they might be heading towards possession. You know what I mean? So if you have somebody who just talks about square blocks and circle holes, and all of a sudden they're naming off a miracle that just, that Jesus did on the side in day in year three of uh, BC or excuse me, AD. And you're like, the fuck, how do you even know this? You know? And now that's kind of in the air. Cause how can you call bullshit on that? You can't just pull out a, a history book on on the side work miracles that Jesus did or anything of that matter. So uh, that one was kind of iffy for me. So I don't know. I know there's a lot of uh, history buffs out there that might be able to sway into the signs of possession by naming off certain things and that shit. But I don't know. We'll keep going down the line. So New abilities. The victim can acquire superhuman strength. This is a symptom. New abilities. The victim can acquire superhuman strength. So what is what that means is that they just become fucking strong. So if you try to tie them down or restrain them, you know, you've heard story. Well, I don't know if you've heard stories or not, but there are reports showing or stating that small people you know, whether they be how, whatever the age they are, they may be only a few hundred, you know, like a hundred pounds, 110 pounds soaking wet with combat boots on. And it takes four to five full grown 200 pound, pretty fairly large men to restrain this individual because of the, the strength that they've acquired, which makes sense because why wouldn't the fucking demon want to like back up, bitch, this is my house and start, you know, why they just passively get taken over oh, no, go right ahead and take over my body that I just possessed. I won't put up a fight. Come on now. You, the demon's going to put up a, a fucking fight for life pretty much so it can continue fucking up the host. Well, so why wouldn't you acquire superhuman strength? And back to my the previous supernatural knowledge. So what I forgot to share with you guys is that 
the supernatural knowledge, also supernatural abilities, which come into the new abilities is that they're, they're able to move things, open things, push things just without touching it, without the, just pretty much the power of the demon and the, and the entity that's possessed them. So they can open doors, knock over shit, push you around without even touching you. And that is all due to the possession. That's kind of, I mean, that's kind of cool if you actually think about it, but at the same time, it's not. Think about it. Who wouldn't want superhuman strength and supernatural abilities to move shit without even touching it? Think about how much housework could get done as you're chilling on the couch watching My 600 Pound Life talking about, damn, I forgot to sweep. Hold on real quick. Hey, demon, hook me up, homie. And then shit starts getting clean and you're just chilling watching 600 Pound Life. It's a win-win. I don't know if the win is part of the possession or not. However, it's kind of a win-win. I mean, it's kind of cool. Supernatural abilities, superhuman strength. Huh. I don't know. That's a toss-up for me. I'm kind of swaying on the side of being able to be fucking superhuman strong and being able to do shit with my mind, you know? And unfortunately, the last one, well, the last uh, symptom is suicidal tendency. The victim becomes increasingly suicidal and the shitty part is, is that the demon will actually torture the individual inside of them. The individual is wanting to commit suicide and kill themselves just because they, they want to get rid of the torment that's going on. But the demon doesn't let them. The demon pushes them to the very, very, very fucking edge of life and just does not rid them of their torture until the demon is pretty much done. You know, it's just... One of those, all right, I'm done with you. You're an old toy. Fuck it. Now you can kill yourself. And then they end up dying. And it, it's it's really shitty that stuff like that happens. And there, there's, when I was reading it, there are several, several recorded cases of demonic possession. A lot of time, a lot of the Vatican act try to keep hush hush and not let out into the open public but even the ones that weren't recorded by the vatican that were recorded by demonologists i mean well, some of the few a couple of uh, popular ones of course being the uh, annalise michaels one which i have a special treat for my listeners at the end of this podcast i'm actually going to play a three-minute clip on how annalise michael went from her normal sweet sounding voice and being able to hear six different six different demons talking to the priest now it is german because this is what happened was in germany and in europe so you're not gonna be able to understand what they say but it's fucking creepy so for all my young listeners or my listeners who kind of get freaked out easy listener discretion is advised it's a, it's a really creepy sounding uh, sound clip so but it is a special treat, and I did talk about it last time. I just didn't have the ability to plug it into my podcast, but now I do, and I, well, I'm going to share the shit out of it today. So back to what I was talking about. The demon uses up like a new toy. I don't want you anymore, so you can kill yourself. And it, the thing, the shitty thing is that if you want to get exercised, the Exorcism has to be approved by the Vatican Church. Now, although there are several, quote unquote, exorcists that are qualified to exorcise the demons, the Vatican prefers and will only acknowledge and approve Vatican certified or Catholic Church certified exorcists. And that process can take several weeks, months and up to a year to even be approved for an exorcism. Now, 
the entire time that you're fighting with the church, now, if they have somebody available in your area, they will send somebody down to go investigate. But if the person investigating the exorcist or the possession doesn't deem legit, then they'll just tell you whatever. So you're just left fighting with this fucking demon, torturing your entire family. All because the person who went down there to certify it or verify it said that it wasn't enough evidence, which is kind of shitty because back to the symptoms, if you're only exhibiting one sign and symptom of being possessed, it's not enough to fully confirm a possession. So therefore, the odds of you getting approved by the Vatican Church to be exercised are slim to none. And like I mentioned, you can suffer with this sign and symptom for months maybe years before more symptoms show their rear their ugly heads out and you start exhibiting full signs of of possession and that's kind of shitty on the vatican church but then again they also want to keep a lid on it and not put the religious community into panic so to speak with exposing the whole demons and everything about the possession which makes sense but it's kind of shitty at the same time and the, let me see the determined, yeah, so needed approval, which is kind of dumb. I mean, why not just be safe and do the exorcism anyway? It's not like it takes a lot. You, you just do the exorcism. Come on, man. Get an old priest and a young priest. What the fuck? So an exorcism has the potential to kill the person who is possessed and often medical issues are seen as the main cause and not the demon. So if you're being exercised and you die from it, the Vatican Church can blame it on being dehydrated, lack of food. Again, that was a big fight back and forth of the Annalise Michael possession was that she refused to eat. She refused to drink. They put a feeding tube in her. They were giving her IVs, but it wasn't giving her the, nutri- the nutrients that her body needed to survive. And it wasn't because she wasn't receiving them via IV and and feeding tube. It was because the demon was sucking everything out and preventing all the nutrients from getting into her body. And if you look it up, it's a huge court fight on why on the whole family versus Annalise Michael and the church going back and forth. And so if you die during this because of lack of food, dehydration or anything else that's that can inhibit you getting your nutrients you're fucked your family's fucked you die the demon moves on and now you're left without a person and the biggest suffering for a possessed person are being contorted in violent ways you know we've all seen the uh, well i don't know if we've all seen it but uh, you know the, the big movies where the possessed are contorted and walking backwards their bones are all shifted and stuff that apparently is a real big huge thing during the exorcism when the demon's being exercised because the demon is pretty much trying to freak the people out to get them away so they can stop doing possessions they continue living inside of the host and more often times than than wanting to admit that they suffer something super violent from the contortion they end up breaking their back and being paralyzed or breaking their neck and dying there's been numerous cases reported on through the church that when the exorcism is, the exorcism is successful, they are left with broken bones. Their knees are busted. They're twisted. Their uh, their ligaments are torn. 
fingers are broken from them breaking them or biting them off. Uh, they have shoulder dislocations from fucking up their shoulders during the possession. And they don't even realize that they were doing it. They don't feel the pain until afterwards. So not only are you fighting a fucking demon and after it goes away, now you get to feel all the fucking pain and damage that this demon has done to your body. And a lot of times you end up dying from it. Cause I mean, how aren't you going to die from your head fucking breaking in half or your spine snapping? It, it's fucking crazy. The demon has to be the whole entity possessing somebody has to be really fucked up in order to treat their host that way. But then, like I said, the, the entities don't have a whole reason. It's not like they're living in that body and, and living amongst the rest of the people. No, their whole point is to inflict as much pain and damage to the host and to the entire family as they can. And they won't stop short of doing it because that's how it's just full of evil. It just like, fuck everybody. And it, it sucks that this is even a deal that is a, as a possibility. A lot of people might not believe in, in possession. A lot of people do, but from the records that I read, the videos or the audio recordings, it, it, it kind of makes you raise your eyebrows a little bit on what, you know, if, if all this is true or not. And do I believe in possession? I don't know. I, I can honestly say that I really don't know if I believe in the possession. It just seems that it, it it's, it's really realistic for something like that to happen. Now, I don't believe that the contortions or, you know, spinning your head completely around and still being able to talk. I don't think that's realistic, but I being possessed by an entity to where it wants to hurt you and damage you. Yeah, that that's believable. And again, well, like I mentioned earlier, what's shitty is that a lot of times it's mistaken as mental health issues. And so they're taken into psychiatric wards when they might just need a priest. I, I just hope that everyone takes their precautions and do what they need to do to make sure that they don't get possessed against leave fucking Ouija boards alone, period. Leave tarot card readings alone. Don't do seances. Don't do any of that shit where you're inviting the dead or fucking demons back into your life. That's that's a no-go. That That's just one way to keep from... One sure way to keep from being possessed by the fucking devil and all his homies and shit. So, And like I promised, I am going to play a three-minute clip of the Annalise Michael possession. Again, listener discretion is advised if you get freaked out really easily. It's a fucking freaky-ass sound clip that I'm going to put on there. I, I, It's an awesome one. It makes my skin crawl. I love playing it. And it's a special treat for everybody. And again, tune in tomorrow, Saturday. I will be releasing a couple stories on this podcast. I didn't do it last week. I had some issues with my equipment, and I wasn't able to to uh, post that, that uh, the stories like I promised last week. But I will be, prom- I will be posting one tomorrow. And it's something that I'm going to start doing along with my regular podcast. I'm going to put on some kind of freaky stories. It could be nightmares. It can be fact. It can be fiction. It doesn't matter. People send them to me. I'm going to read them, post them on my podcast because I love freaky shit. And on that note, everybody, good morning, good day, good night, goodbye. Everybody have a great day.
Graveyard Grumbler Podcast. Nein, Oh, so Oh, Die müssen in eigenen Seminaren ausgebildet werden, die dürfen nicht auf die anderen Universitäten. Kapiert? Klar. Oh, das ist besser, etwas zu sagen. Oh, 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 weil es, oh, weil, 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 weil der Teufel größere macht. Und nie. Wir 